0: The Road Taken with CT and Bayo is presented by State Farm. State Farm agents know that in life, anything can happen. You might buy your dream car on impulse. Or come home to a broken-in apartment. Maybe say yes to a proposal from your significant other and start a family. Or find yourself in a fender bender when you least expect it. Whatever happens, when it comes to home and auto insurance, State Farm agents are there to help.
1: And with over 19,000 agents in neighborhoods across the U.S., there could be one just around the corner. So, contact an agent today. Because no matter what neighborhood you're from, or whatever stage of life you're in, check out statefarm.com today to find an agent in your neighborhood. State Farm. Talk to an agent today. Today's show
0: is also brought to you by the Google Assistant. The Google Assistant is ready to help you get more done with just your voice. In the car, at home, And everywhere you take your phone. The assistant is really
1: helpful when we're on the road. When we're hungry, I can just say, Hey Google, where are nearby pizzerias?
0: A little help, hands-free. Just say, Hey Google, to get started.
1: Friends, Welcome to the 8th episode of The Road Taken with CT and Bayo, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Bayo. And I'm CT. And uh, today's date is November 19th. We are in Amsterdam. It is an, I would say, uncharacteristically beautiful day for November in Amsterdam. We've come to Amsterdam many times in November and it's really sunny out, so we're recording this a bit earlier than we planned to because I think we want to enjoy a beautiful day. Would you say that's
0: the case? Hopefully, yeah. I mean, I think uh, the day yesterday where we drove from Paris to Brussels, uh, which was about a f- in the bus, was about a three- to four-hour drive, the entirety was gray and rainy.
1: I, I think it would be fair to call it a um, a shit day. But by the time we actually got to Brussels, it was all right. Had, but no, I had, mean, we had fun. We had dinner yeah. with an old friend. It was so great. It was great to catch up. How are you feeling? I mean, we've been, since we last talked to each other on microphone, of course, we've been in London and Paris. People actually don't know, this
0: is the only time we actually talk to each other. We don't,
1: yeah, we actually, we in a really bad relationship where yeah. our friendship's in a really dark place. Only, we just hold it together for the pod when we're on mic, but, yeah, how have you been the last couple of days? You had your folks with you in Paris? My parents were in Paris, yes. Um, the Chainsmokers song is we were staying in Paris to get away from, from your parents. parents,
0: but you did the opposite. Well, that's why I can never be a chain smoker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was, it was good. I mean the, I mean I'll, I mean I'm feeling a little starting to feel a little tired. I think that yeah, the, the the European fall tour for us, anyways, and just the way that our, our cycles have gone, always tends to be towards the end of a of a long burst of action. Not necessarily the end of the cycle itself, but sort of the end. And usually at the beginning of the year, you get get a little time off. And I think something about the combination of all the term preceding it, and then the weather in in Western Europe this time of year, generally being yeah, quite dark and sun, quite rainy, Sunsetting
1: early, all that stuff, that it just it sort
0: of increases the lethargy a little bit. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, I feel like I don't know if you can hear it. I'm I'm fighting off a little bit of a sickness myself. It just it kind of ends up happening this time of year where you start breaking down.
0: But I think that the show last night in Brussels was was really good. It was how long had it been? We played a, a venue called in. Ab, it was and like Chillon nine Delgique. years. Yeah, it was nine years since we last played there. Same with Paris it was our third time at this venue called. Les... Is there the H in it in the French version or is it? I think it's just Zenith. Okay, just Zenith. Okay, Zenith. That show was was great. So yeah, I mean the show has been really good. So that's not a problem. <laughs> oh yeah, it's more it's oh, more yeah. the sort of how things are building up. Although I will say, as this this European tour rounds to its conclusion, we're headed towards the sunnier climes of Iberia. A little bright sun will help us yeah, really get to the finish the, line here. The promise of Iberia. What'd you do with your folks? Watch around, went to the Pompidou Museum in oh, France. I went there too, yeah.
1: Um, did you look at what? which uh, shows do you
0: look at? Uh, we just did the main the main collection. Okay, nice. That was what our tickets were for. And then I got some food at a, a local restaurant that had been recommended to them. They managed to give away tickets to the Vampire Weekend show to the person who took them on a Paris historical walk.
1: Okay, that's very nice. Uh,
0: focused on the Americans in Paris. You know, like Thomas Jefferson and Benjamin Franklin. Oh, yeah. Think, oh, so yeah. Like, obviously. But I don't know anyone in Amsterdam, so <laughs> it's more just okay. walking around.
1: Walking around, yeah. making sure we get a good episode of the podcast, recorded, all that stuff. I have some friends tonight. Again? I thought you didn't have one here. No, I think that the first show of the tour where I will have no friends is Luzanne, which is on Friday. I have now 11 guests this evening.
0: 11? Eleven. 11. Oh, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, actually, you know what? Yeah. This is discussed in this week's conversation.
1: Oh, really? What? Uh, oh, yeah, I actually have not revisited this conversation recently, but what, uh, what is
0: discussed? Well, One thing Albert says uh, is that sometimes the shows that he enjoys the most are the ones where he knows, no one that he knows is coming. Okay, And then that means the focus of the entirety of your day is the performance and is not as great as social interactions yeah, can yeah. be. It frees up the time and the mental space to really just focus on the show.
1: So I I can't remember now if you just said his full name, but who's our guest this week?
0: Albert Hammond Jr., known as the guitarist or one of the guitarists for The Strokes, as well as someone who's has a great solo career under his own name. I actually am
1: putting this together right now, but in a way, today is the perfect day to be recording an intro for our conversation with Albert. First, because we talked with him in March, right before our first tour on Fotb, so we were fresh as can be, and now we're kind of at the end of all that intense touring, and Actually, we're as you know what? roasted. As I got to greet you.
0: Wait, it was in April. It was in April, wasn't it? You're right. You're right. Oh yeah, yeah. It was late April. Right, 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 right. I had, I had right, to date right. it because it was in the, There's some Game of Thrones talk. Okay. So we had to, right, but it was before like the first tour, right, yes, with the record yeah. coming
1: out, and so we were fresh. We we felt so alive. We weren't fighting off any sicknesses or anything like that. We're on the other side of that now. I mean, I think we're still holding up, still having fun, still having a good time. And also, let me know if this got cut. But did I tell my story about getting banned from Airbnb? You did. So, and actually, uh,
0: I just wrote a paragraph on your behalf for the annotation. Hopefully, on the it gets
1: on Airbnb's radar. But I am banned from Airbnb for a crime I did not commit in Amsterdam. And this is my first time setting foot back in the oh, city of back. Amsterdam yeah, yeah. since that happened. And it just
0: dawned on me as we were you talking. You go pay a visit on the Airbnb and see what's popping. See if the guy's no, there. no. Just talk to him you know, no, 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 Talk reason no. to him.
1: Um, yeah, I don't know. Anything else
0: you want to say about our time with Albert? Um, at this point, you know, we're safe to say a sort of peers to the strokes. But I still think that it was... I had never. I think I met him in passing, but I would never really talked to him before. And I can hear this a little bit in my voice. I'm not sure if it, if it would come through to to the listeners, but I mean, I was a little nervous. I mean, I think yeah. that it's impossible to not remain impressed by the strokes. Uh, of course, I think, particularly the way they came out and everything they've done since then. It's they remain sort of the, like a pinnacle of a certain I- idea of New York cool, even if New York is is more conceptual than. Literal at this point, like I was just watching their two dollar bill concert, which launched a thousand bands, Kings of Leon being a notable oh, one yeah. of them. Uh, but I was trying to play cool, possibly too cool. I didn't sense your nervousness when we were in the room together. Well, I'm a professional, okay? You know, but I'm I'm sort of giving a little peek behind the scenes that I was nervous. Yeah, <laughs>
2: uh,
0: <laughs> and, and I don't know. Yeah, and I, I thought Albert was really gracious and and talking. I think we caught him in an interesting time because he had just finished like a year plus of solo touring Francis Trouble which is a record, different, yeah. you know, which is a different situation than when the Strokes tour so I think yeah. and he was not yet too deep in the rehearsals for that so he was yeah. kind of in this interesting in-between zone looking backwards and forwards talks and,
1: a little bit about doing some recording mm-hmm. with Strokes too um, yeah I don't know it's a good interview and now we did this two weeks ago but we didn't do this last week it was very helpful. I think though, we asked uh, if you want us to keep doing the road Taken. Oh right, right, One
0: right. great, great way. I thought we were to gonna, help. I thought you were going to you were going to plug our show. Our oh, that'll socials. be that'll be after. Okay. That'll okay. be after.
1: <laughs> we're going to have a new segment after. So stay all the way till the end. But yeah, if CT and I would love to keep doing this podcast, and one way that can happen is if listeners review the show on. I guess it's called the Podcasts app. It's no longer part of iTunes. Have you updated your laptop from 2002 recently? Not really. Okay, well...
0: I mean, it works. Us, yeah, it works. Yeah, okay, I'm, like, yeah, I'm connected yeah, I to Wi-Fi uh, right yeah, now, yeah, yeah. so it's not... Okay. Like, why do I need to update it?
1: Well, we would love it if you reviewed the show, gave us any feedback, all that good stuff. And uh, yeah, I think you'll really enjoy this interview we had with Albert Hammond Jr. So here it is. First off, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? We're good. Yeah, we're just like in that weird period where things are about to start getting crazy for us. I mean, we're gonna be... You seem
3: so relaxed. We're about to happen to go on tour tomorrow. Are you hectic beforehand? It depends how... I just sometimes thinking about packing stays in my head, like forgetting. I was gonna say, (laughs) I'm
0: calm right now, but catch me at 1am when I'm throwing stuff into a bag. And we'll see how calm I feel.
3: Mid cycle, you're, you're, it becomes you automatic. You like, yeah. I want that. I'm, I know I'm going to use this. Yeah. First beginning, you're like, who am I? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what am I presenting? Yeah, yeah. Especially it's a new record. You know, like, what am I? Who am I going to
0: be this time? <laughs> <laughs> now I'm getting nervous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's true. It's, well, it's true because it's it's been a while for us, uh, in, at least in a Vampire Weekend sense, to sure. tour. We've done some touring with different stuff and our own stuff. Our last tour was five years ago. And we've done a few spot shows a little bit last summer, but this feels like the first time where you're right. If it's a character or, or an extension of oneself, I was thinking about picking out sweatshirts and t-shirts just, just this afternoon. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> There's a television appearance, which I was explicitly thinking about.
1: Of course, that doesn't go away. Oh, God. <laughs> I really, I guess I've been thinking about talking to you today. It's been like a nice thing to focus on. And I realized like, once we finish you got a recording bit to, uh, this. Yeah. Andy's got to watch
0: Billions tonight. Oh, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you're not going to watch Barry and Game of Thrones? <sighs> this is a classic Bayo thing. Is he's he's Team Billions, <laughs> not Team GOT?
1: No, I okay. So <laughs> is Billions good? My I see I it? love Billions? Okay. I, I fucking love Billions. It's not a joke. But is it like six? Have you seen Succession? Yeah, yeah, same okay. world. If you like, like, I D-bag love being, Succession. Yeah, yeah, d bags being mean to each other, like yeah. New York finance world. I love it. But so I lived in London for five years. I, I think I told you about yeah, that yeah. one time. But like when you'd watch Game of Thrones, they would never have it previously on. So like you know, when they bring back a character from like three seasons before, I have no idea what's going on. And it became like a Terrence Malick movie or something where it's like super impressionistic. So I just couldn't follow the plot anymore. So I dropped it maybe like two seasons ago. So I still watch, I watch Billions on Sunday night and it's my stupid joke.
3: No, but that makes makes sense. So I didn't get into the show. As soon as I said they had a dragon language, I was like, ah man, it's not for me. I just, Mm. I can't, I'm not going to get it. And I had neck surgery and I was like, I'll see one episode before I go into surgery, and if I dig it, then I have. Like, you, know, you know what you got, got common, Yeah. To like stream it, and of course, after the first one, I was so in, yeah, couldn't wait. <laughs> <laughs> and I just watched whatever six, seven seasons in in ten days. Holy shit! And so I was. It was so. It
0: was all fresh. You didn't even need the previous leons.
3: No, you had it was right just there. Like, yeah. Get out of yeah, here! Yeah, yeah. You know that's what screwed me up on this last one. It took me a second to, you know, and they're like slower. So if you're like watching, you're like.
1: It's happening. <laughs> Wait, so what, yeah, you told me, when did you get surgery? When was that? 2017, June, almost two years. When was the first time you performed after that surgery? I'm curious.
3: <laughs> I was in the studio recording a week after with a neck brace and told not to bend over. It was awful though, because I was like, you know, you have to take, there's this nerve medication that's like a painkiller. So it slows down your nerve response mm. and then you take painkillers too, because it's, painful and then you're just not functioning as a as a musician <laughs> just everything was like I can't play that
1: <laughs> yeah so that was you're making francis trouble in a neck brace
3: no 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 i wish no no this was uh we were doing some stroke stuff
1: okay yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
3: i'd already finished it then i'd finished i finished francis trouble a year before red bull put it out okay cuz gotcha. uh, i finished it without a label and then we went shopping for the label mm when was the first time you got on stage after your neck surgery? Oh, well, that see that's the whole thing. That changed everything, right? So when I then I was preparing for touring Francis Trouble and I just I couldn't play as much guitar. So I wasn't going to. So it kind of like I'd already actually wanted to change how I was fronting or what I wanted to be on stage. Cuz when I first jumped into it, I wanted to be in a band. So I wasn't thinking of fronting it so much as it's a group of people fronting something. And then as I went on, I realized like, oh shit, I need to figure out who I am doing this. And when I'm singing and playing guitar, and I feel like it was in this record that the process of my neck surgery and then having doing this dream work with this acting coach sounds really silly, but it was really cool. It, it made me go on stage as, you know, when you fall in love with something, there's like an innocence to it, but you you don't have any knowledge of what you're really falling in love with. It's just mm-hmm. like a gut reaction. Then you learn and practice and go further. And all of a sudden you're actually good. But then that innocence is way gone. <laughs> <laughs> and, but I allowed that person to kind of go out on stage and it, it opened up a, a door for me where where it was the show was just about me trying to engage the room into coming somewhere with me. Like every night wouldn't be a sold out Saturday, you know, it'd be a rainy Tuesday and Vancouver you know and it's just like how do you get people coming in who might be tired from work who, you know a week ago wanted to come and now we're like I'm kind of tired
0: so you you worked with an acting coach well I worked for with an acting coach
3: for or... for just doing auditions Oh, okay. but then I went to her because someone said she was uh that she was really good and I didn't know about this dream thing and I was like Oh, will try it and I just had like these things started coming out that just made sense with the record I was making and the alter ego I had and, like, the fact that I had a twin that, I don't know, just all tied in. Wow. And uh, and that just, like, hit me. I was like, oh, okay, I'll, no, it's perfect. I, I need to, maybe I am this, I never thought I'd be this kind of frontman, but maybe I am. Maybe that's where, where I excel and have fun doing.
0: Right, I mean, I guess because it does feel whether... It's playing guitar or drums in a band or whatever it is, there you're yourself on stage, but not totally. Or, or there's some degree of For sure. You're, ne- uh, how you're never going to ca- yeah. be. You can never be your unadulterated self yeah. in a room. Yourself, self is like uh, like everyone will always keep
3: secrets as your shadow. You'll always have some small thing. Right. Just, you can never just be, you
0: know, there. So at stage, you're. you're it's a heightened reality. So. So I think th- I think that I mean I think that's really cool that you in in whatever ways were able to access a person or or the idea that you were trying to present as as fronting this this band like the band that you were playing with and the tunes that you that you had that you were promoting and yeah I mean it was, don't
3: get me wrong it's not like you walk out and you're like still me it's just that you've it's weird you can when you tell yourself little things you have things to process and you have to think constantly, constantly and you grow throughout the whole tour you slowly change and it's like it's not and it's like a slow thing and it's and that's that. Then makes the year cycle so great because then you come home and you're making new
0: music and you're like a different person. And so you're it's well, that's an even. I feel like an even better application of the word cycle. Where normally I can think of that in sort of a drier business sense of sure. new new music album touring for the cycle. The cycle finishes. But I feel like if you think about it that way and a slightly more of a life cycle way of but that's where you see bands like they don't
3: want to go on tour. They're bummed out because they don't see they finish it and they're just like Where broken it from it. Mm. You know, and they're just like, I feel less of who I was than when I started. Right. You'll always have a little bit of that because it's, yeah. we'll, we'll get into talking about traveling, <laughs> but there's no way, you know, I love when people come to shows and they're just like, you know, I think it's a vacation and it's like your job. My, my favorite shows are the ones that were like, I'm in the middle of nowhere and no one's coming because then I can just well,
1: do so a really good I job. Find yeah. thing, I find this really interesting, but I mean, I guess, was this the first time though you kind of treated it more as a character, I guess that you thought about it in these terms. I, I'm getting that vibe a little bit from you.
3: Yeah, I mean, a, a character. It's like it still felt like me. It just, you know, how mm-hmm. you can feel like other versions of yourself. Yeah. But the same way, like, uh, like I didn't, I didn't feel like I was acting someone who I didn't feel me. You know, but I just, yeah, it was fun to to let to let loose or to to know to feel comfortable in my ability with certain things. So I, it took me time to get there. It took me three albums to feel that comfort and the ability to then be like, oh, I want to perform like this. Like with a certain kind of freedom, I want to perform with a certain kind of entertainment factor like
1: these people that I like, you know? Sort of the last thing that you said really resonated with me, and I guess I'm thinking of it because a week from today we're playing Webster Hall, but for me, my least favorite shows are hometown shows or shows where there's like so many friends or like people I've known since i have eight years old. Because every time I've played... It's like a version of myself, but I'm presenting something that's different from the it's, person. It's harder to access
0: with looking at all the, of like the faces of people you went to like high school sure. with. or Well,
1: Halls, too. You're not yeah. gonna
3: have
0: anyone in your dressing room because you're not gonna have any room. <laughs> no, Well, apparently just got renovated, so we'll we'll see. Uh, right. we'll yeah, see. yeah. Tell me, tell me. <laughs> well, yeah, we we'll let you know. You know, the dressing—it's like right, this the, tiny, yeah. and everyone
3: comes in. And you're like, ah, it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, they always want to—they ha- want to hang out and chat to like the moment you go on
0: stage. Right. Well, that's when, that's when you have the tour manager back sure, up and be bad course. cop and be like, of no, you have the, to. Guy's got, the guy's got to warm up. Oh, so i so sorry. I
1: don't care that you're Bayo's mother. Get out of the room.
0: Come oh, on, 30 kidding. minutes. My
1: mom's allowed to stay. Backstage. 30 minutes
0: before,
3: I feel like, I mean, you guys, obviously, if you don't do that, it's, it's fine. But I mean, <laughs> right, I'm yeah, saying, yeah. I do like a sense of, like, just quietness before, you know, just like, for a
0: second. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, this memory is fresher for me in the, the touring I did with, with the album I put out dams of the West is that, you know, I think we learned that and did those wild out there shows of Vampire weekend, but that was ten ten 10 plus years ago, whatever. But yeah, that made me think of probably like one of the more fun shows I did with that was at this nonprofit fair in Taos. And it was essentially like, it felt like a college barbecue where everyone was at these tables inside looking at, Animal shelters or like cleaning up the national parks or all these like nonprofit things you can do in Taos. Yeah. And we were playing for like the three people eating the burgers at the picnic tables outside. But that was like an incredibly fun show. Like all myself and the, and the band were like, if as long as no one's gets in their head and it's like, oh, this, oh, this sucks. No one's paying attention. If, if you can get past that and enjoy sure. the oddness of well, it, it's kind of an incredible well, experience. Well, that's the
3: whole, thank God you muted this. I've hit this like <laughs> 10 times.
0: But that's the whole, I think
3: what was so great about this cycle for me was, was that it's too easy to always put it on the crowd or this, because it can either be sold out and like stale or five people. And there's like, Oh, I wish there was more people or, you know, but you can have fun on stage no matter what performing the songs and kind of hone in. I think in those times you can hone in parts of the set for when you don't feel like that, but you should, but it's like that, that process of like not letting it, Beat you down because it can definitely. I mean, it's hard. It's definitely hard to. You can definitely beat yourself up, stuff like that.
0: In in many ways, yeah. I mean, I think, and that is true when when people come and particularly when you talk to people after shows if they wait. You know, I know yeah. Chris and I always try to go out if you guys don't like talking to people. I know that <laughs>
2: That's
0: we, have, we have that rep. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no. But particularly because when it's it's their night out, it's sure. their they made a choice to on weekend or weekday or whatever, that the concert is, is their time to kind of let loose in whatever ways or just like enjoy in a way that they're not they're not thinking about their next day or their work or whatever. That it is always a slightly of a disconnect because that what is their escape is our work day, if you will.
3: For sure. And also not even work days, you're trying to you're trying to keep the consistent consistency of whatever, if you have, you know, four weeks booked, it's not like you can then just, you know, blow it all out that night. <laughs> right. You know, and then not, tomorrow you got to go do it again.
1: Right. And <laughs> you got to drive somewhere. So it's... On this, like, run, were there, on this record, were there, like, some specific standout shows? Or was there one that really, like, like a, just a special one that meant a lot to you? I mean, so many, for so many different reasons.
3: Really, I'm one for, like, variety. Even when it comes to music or... It's hard for me to pick a favorite anything because it's, like, depends on your emotion. I mean, having always going to a new country, you know, uh, is amazing. Uh, we did Tel Aviv. Mm. And then we did, where do we play in Malaysia?
1: Kuala Lumpur? Yeah.
3: Maybe, yeah. Is that probably it Kuala in, Lumpur, yeah, right? I, have been there. I only know it because they landed and I saw, I follow MotoGP like religiously, and the track I didn't realize was at the airport. And I'm like, we landed and I look out the window and I see the track. <laughs> It's just known as the Malaysian GP, so it's just it's all I know. It's at the airport or like yeah, next to it or whatever. At, oh, wow! It's, it's like <laughs> I, as we were going towards our gate or whatever. That run was crazy. We also after that we played. Um, what's the other? We played one? Jakarta. because We were texting. Yeah, 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 that's, remember, right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So it was just so weird to be in this in this. It's a culture. It's a culture shock. You know,
0: it really feels like. Was that the first time you played there with any? Yes. Projects? Yeah. With any
3: with any project, those three places. But that
0: tour was insane. After leaving
3: Europe which we did a van tour, but bus routing. <laughs> the, amount of, <laughs> the amount of Red Bull we had, it was like some of those drives. Like, I'm really falling asleep, guys. <laughs> no. um, and then, so check it out. We left Israel, and you can't go straight to Malaysia because they don't really, they're not fond of each other. Mm. Okay. <laughs> um, so we go through, I think it was Hong Kong. We landed and went straight to Soundcheck. Oh, that's After always 18, no matter that, no matter what the trip is. That's it's, always it's tough. like an eighteen-hour flight. Yeah, when Strange to Soundcheck played that night, and then the next morning left to uh, Indonesia. Jakarta, yeah, yeah. Jakarta. We landed, went to the soundcheck, went to sleep, played the show the next day, and then at one in the morning went to the airport to fly to
1: Australia. Australia you really, you to Splendor, do, to we do Splendor,
3: playing. and landed the night before. I had to play, and oh. then they wanted to fly me to Sydney. The same day, so i go straight from Splendor to Sydney to do press. And I was just like, I'm, uh, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bonkers schedule. I don't care. I know that's, that's what, and it didn't end there. And then we did two things of press, you know, and then uh, Sydney, next day, Melbourne, fly to Japan, that festival, and then flew home. I, like when I flew home, I was, I was like, I, I just needed one day off did you get i hope at least no 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 No, i'm saying on that tour on that tour i just it just i realized that there was like there is a limit
0: right yes Um, yeah yeah yeah.
3: it's not even like maybe if like you know you had a crew and so you're not doing anything but you know was there a lot of rental gear on that there must have been right yes but still like you know we're bringing our own totally but i'm saying but even that is its own stress of particularly when you're plus i also feel the weight of the TM front of house and monitor person, they do a lot of work besides everyone else, they do multiple jobs. So I but I feel their weight. I see it. I'm not like, you know, well I'm not doing it, so right. I can still sense like everyone and they got a nice day off that when I had to go do press, they got they got to stay at the nice hotel, which was yeah. good. <laughs> but uh <laughs> That it is was... yeah cuz I,
1: I mean I just and then you had me texting you about hanging out annoying you. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no no no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> where, adding where, to your where, stress. But where did you yeah. want to hang out? In Jakarta? No, in no, uh, at Splendor Oh yeah, we oh, yeah but I was other. like no, no, I not yeah, like, no, I'm yeah. kidding. No, that's really crazy. What Well, first off, this is another another question cuz when we played Bangkok like in 2010. Uh,
3: I've wanted to go. We to had our, it was
1: the show was great. But so we had sound check at like four. And then the promoter was like, "We can't really take you that far from the venue because the traffic gets so, you know, <laughs> shitty. So uh, we're just gonna back. take you somewhere." And they took us to a mall, and we were just kind of killing time in a mall for a couple hours. Then two days later, we were in Jakarta, and we did the sound check. And the promoter's like, listen, traffic is really, really bad. And they did the exact same thing. And they took us to a mall again. And we killed some time in the mall. So I'm just, I'm curious, like, what your, yeah, what, what your impressions were in my venue was in the mall. So they skipped, (laughs) they skipped
2: a step. They're like, traffic is really
3: bad. So now we're the show is playing in the mall. Yeah. And then you can hang out this food all around. There's just a bunch of restaurants. I don't know. I didn't really get to experience much. I just saw like pretty Western style mall and some highway, except everyone was dressed completely not Western. And then I went to a hotel and I just saw the entrance and it, that's it. Same thing with Jakarta. I didn't really get to go anywhere.
0: Mm. You know? Well, I think that's another, another aspect of the day out versus like the work thing is that a lot of people ask me of like, oh, you're traveling, you must get to see so much. And occasionally you can, like when there's a day off, like, you know, like you're saying, going to the beach or something, but, but often you, you don't. Like you're you can to
3: see more going with Vampire Weekend than you would going on your solo project.
0: Oh, absolutely! Like yeah. when your solo thing, you you're solo, because you have more like, time. There's well, more. you're like, yeah.
3: you have to basically b- play all the time or do something. You can't have. Yeah, you're trying to avoid days off. Time off, <laughs> yeah. Course. Yeah. You know, costs, whereas, of course, at all costs. Whereas, like when a band's bigger, you you can have. It's a little more. Well, there's more wiggle room in the,
0: in quite sure. frankly, in the budget, where yeah, you can have sure. a day off, and it's, you,
3: you might stay closer to like you know you might be, stay to a cooler place yeah. or or have the option two. So the the choice is a little more, but sometimes it's just. It's tiring, you know? So you just want to, like, usually what I try to find is just I want to, like, eat well, sleep well, and feel good to sustain as long as I can away from home. So I'm not too worried about going to visit a bunch of stuff. I don't want to be like, I saw 10 things. It was awesome.
0: I uh, hope tomorrow's a day off. It's like, nope, travel day and then a show. (laughs) Like, oh, man. Well, I think this is a good place, I think, to get into the hubbing conversation. Because speaking of being home and trying to maintain,
1: yeah, yeah, this is so. <laughs> Albert has traveled in the most, I guess, you've toured in the most different sure, ways not, of anybody I know, and and we'll get we'll we'll explain we'll explain what hubbing is, but I guess CT, what's your perception of hubbing? To, my, like,
0: as someone, I have never done it. I've only heard tall tales.
1: <laughs> um,
0: essentially, to me, hubbing, as I understand it, is you tour. But only like you have a home base that every show you go to the show to that city, you play the show, you get back into whatever mode of transportation. I'm assuming it's air based. I would have to assume. And you return to your, your, your hub city and you're sleeping <laughs> in the same bed every night.
1: So, yeah, it's like you wake up in the morning in the bed that you've been waking up in every single day, even though you're on tour at like five or whatever, you get in a car, you go to a airstrip, you get on a plane, and then you play the show. And someone like told us about this very, very early on as like the height of touring. And you're the only person I've ever talked to who's experienced (sighs) this. I also did it on the
3: budget side. Okay, please. On my solo tour, we did, we had four shows around London. I think the furthest one was like an hour and a half. But we'd just come from doing like ten, fifteen hour drives. So an hour and a half after the show, Easy. To stay in the same hotel for one week and not have to un- and not have to pack up. I was like, well, that's ridiculous. Of course. So we did that twice in Manchester. We mm. stayed there for four days and then played Leeds, Liverpool, and some other place. But oh, all the time driving back, which mm-hmm. was, and it was amazing. It really even even that simple yeah. thing changed how the
0: touring was. We'll call just go a, back home.
1: Call it a poor man's hub.
0: That poor sounds- man's hub. I want We can just you know, say, why don't you say ground based hub? Yeah, <laughs> I think that's Sorry, the slightly know, you're more.
1: Right, no, you're right. That's no, that's pejorative. I don't, yeah, ground based <laughs> hub. That's too, yeah, yeah. So you've done a, a ground based I've I've done some ground based hubs too. But, but they are nice. But
3: yeah, I was lucky when I opened up for Coldplay and the only tour I did on my second record. And we, had tw- we did 23 shows with them in arenas in Europe. And it was amazing. The only time they stayed at a hotel was. We did two nights in Stockholm. They stayed at the hotel that night. Was that like a far enough away thing
0: or the No, it was just like just... it was
3: just I think they just I don't know, I wasn't in the band <laughs> meeting, but maybe they were just like, "Oh, it's fine, let's not." You know, but they even the the cars that drive them cuz after the show I'd be sitting in the car. Uh, they were so gracious to allow me I to mean, that's come amazing. on the plane. Yeah. It was like so and at the end, the last date they offered everyone in the band I felt kind of bad, and then I was on the plane. I was like, I don't feel that bad.
1: <laughs> but so yeah, so what? What is the, like the typical day? Well, they when you're, they when you're hire three opening.
3: Mercedes vans, and they tour with them all through Europe. So the all, same vans, yeah, yeah. So you will have the same drivers. I was just like, man, this person looks so familiar. <laughs> I was like, it can't be. I just thought they hired these Any no no like these vans. Like, so let's say we were in Germany, so I'm sitting in the van because I know they come right off in the last song. Uh, which is the best thing to do anyways, to leave right away. We call it, in the strokes, we call it a, a cologne, because in cologne is when we did it the first time in Germany. And it's just like, you run off stage while the people are still clapping, this feedback going on in a car, and you're gone. We heard Elvis Costello used to do that in his bus, and I was like, that just sounds like the coolest thing. Just leave. It actually helps you feel better just about life. <laughs> it yeah, brings yeah. you down smoother. When you stay at the venue, the energy, I don't know when you leave right away, it's just kind of like, oh.
0: Yeah, that didn't really happen or. I also feel like there's a social element to, to it too where if you get back to like the dressing room people can co- get internal yeah. a little bit or on a, whatever device you may yeah. happen to have in your hand or I feel like if you get in a van you or some sort wave. of then you're kind of you're, and you're still a little bit connected in a way which feels yeah, a yeah. nice that's what I'm
3: saying you ride the wave together you talk about it yeah yeah and like so I w- it was really it was really fun to wait there you so sat there wait there drove off literally within 10 min- minutes tops 15 we were at some small airport on a plane it was a cool like it wasn't I liked it because they just had like a, it's like 40 passenger normal seats and everyone had their seat picked out. I just thought it was very same cute. Six. Yeah, same, same It just, <laughs> even on a plane, it's right, the yeah, same yeah. thing as like a car or so a van or a bus. <laughs> and because England was an hour back, every time we flew home, even if the, all flights were between an hour and two, so it was just the same time. And the next day, yeah, they'd pick you up in the afternoon and you'd go. Sounds and nice. you'd go back. It was incredible.
1: It was incredible. It's incredible that you, after all that, you grind it out, you'll do van tours, stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, you were saying, I guess, kind of at the beginning when we were rolling that you felt like it ruined you a little bit. Well, of course it does.
3: I'll travel business class usually more when touring with the Strokes, but on my own stuff, whatever, I just like economy. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Me yeah. And it definitely, when you come off, you're just like, oh felt like i'd made it for a second <laughs> <laughs> there's such a big difference you know you go you go in especially on like those long flights you're going to australia and you go in like business it just feels like uh, you know i got my spot everything's calm in economy australia is just like it's like an event i'm like preparing myself the night before <laughs> i actually what character am i going to be on the plane <laughs> 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 Got to pick out the right outfit. Oh, my God. That makes me just want to be like a skit. Just like someone looks over. It's like, is Albert dressed like a priest? <laughs> it's pretty amazing. In America, it's so big. So people hub, what, New York,
1: Chicago, Chicago
3: somewhere probably in the south. I don't know where the. Atlanta? Maybe? Yeah, I guess.
1: Sounds fun. I would do that.
2: Yeah.
3: Atlanta. I'd say, yeah, Atlanta. Maybe now they could do. No, it's Atlanta. I was just you could do House, Austin, yeah. but
0: I'm saying no Atlanta and then LA, obviously. Yeah. Well, speaking of all this travel, is there a certain place in the world? Maybe, you know, somewhere not in the States that you find that you enjoy playing shows? Like those crowds in particular kind of speak to you or you get a connection with?
3: I'd love to do like, you know, 10 days touring Germany just because it seems like so cool just to go around to these towns. In, yeah. like, that's like by the the only frustration in being in a successful band and being... A group is—you don't always get to do stuff like that. Like I just always wanted to, you know, you hit the big cities, but big cities are fun and they're necessary for what they are. But as I've done them more, I kind of wanted to like hit those and then go into like third tier, fourth tier markets that are just I feel like you'd have a lot more fun and really get to see something different.
0: Totally, and some of that is endemic in the size of of the traveling circus, as you put it, or the shows itself. Like you certain shows don't fit in smaller venues or smaller cities or whatever. But I totally agree. I mean, I'm excited this summer we're we're getting to um, Poland, which we've never played oh. before. What
3: are you doing opener? Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit, we're doing
1: opener
0: too. Oh, nice. oh you are? Oh, where where nice. are you staying? Uh... uh, well, uh oh,
3: <laughs> not sure. Oh, well, just because <laughs> I, I picked the hotel. Is something you, you get, get, to get to do, do often? I don't
1: you in public. Oh, right. We'll bleep out. We can bleep yeah, out. But no, I like that. You That's don't know right. that
3: we're rolling. No, but yeah. Say the name, we'll bleep it I out. Lo- I love that. I was, I, had, I was just like, what are you talking about? I thought we were just talking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of fascinating. Do you pick the band hotels? Um, not... Or you have an experience with this one that...
3: No, no. My wife's really good at it. At finding, like, a hotel near, like... I was like, I like really good breakfast, so... Okay. Good coffee, good breakfast... Near my hotel, walking distance from stuff, cool. I'd rather have a smaller boutique hotel and be be there than in some big hotel and just have to uber everywhere I go. Yeah. I just it's exhausting after a while, or like when I went solo, I was like in England, I was like, try to get next to the venue so we can just go back and forth without it's so much easier yeah, sometimes we have different preferences sometimes uh, other band members will want to stay somewhere, or like you know, I have a week off in this we're doing Lollapalooza paris and so Justina's coming to that, and we rented an Airbnb. Cool. We could cook for a week. Love you know, it. that's the sort of stuff that
0: I—that's I the kind of fun stuff. Yeah. touring because
3: you'll get like these little the little breaks in between. Breaks. It's
0: not—it's kind of touring, but when you're not doing shows, right? But it's I'm saying it's no
3: point. to Everyone, you know, we done and like fly everyone home and then fly everyone back seems crazy, right? Yeah, seems a lot better just to stay
1: keep everyone in one place, and then you kind of get a vacation. Kind I got good. a band on Airbnb. You got banned. I'm banned from Airbnb. <laughs> really? And I was framed. Why? I got banned from Airbnb <laughs> like on Christmas it. Day, and I was framed. Wait, wh- where were you staying on Christmas Day at Airbnb? No, no, I, I, it was before. I was finishing up my last solo show. Yeah. I stayed in Amsterdam. Yeah. Uh, This was like is This is the whole band or by yourself? No, just a solo, solo tour. So me and George and my wife Katie was there, and my mother was there. So sure. we were having a couple days in Amsterdam afterwards because my mom awesome. had never been. We had a great time. There were some sketchy things about the Airbnb, but whatever. I left it (laughs) on like December 18th of 2017, left the key under the mat, whatever. The guy who's the friend of the owner is like, okay, I got the key. Everything's fine. Then the real owner files a complaint on Christmas Day saying, I just got back to the Airbnb. A table is smashed up and I found a big bag of drugs. And there's a big baggie of cocaine or what looks like cocaine, in a photo of it. And I've, I've never done coke in my life. And, like, immediately, like, two hours later... Did you tell him that? I didn't have time, because I was like... It, I, it, was like it was it was It was, like, it was Christmas Day, so I'm not... I wasn't, like... I, I saw, like... Because you get so many Airbnb messages, I saw one message, and I, like, didn't pay attention. And then I saw another one that said, you've been banned from Airbnb. And it was, like, two hours later. And I pled my case. I said, there were all these sketchy things, and they said, sorry... We will not unban you from Airbnb, even though I was framed.
0: Yeah, that's it. You're just banned. All right. Well, hopefully, well, in, the good, this, way, in hopefully the good way, in the good way of this... our hypothetical audience. Hopefully, take it to Airbnb yeah. corporate. Run it up the flagpole, see what comes down. Oh, for yeah, our anybody it, listening to the podcast, it doesn't seem right.
3: You know, I, he's framing you that it's that the table was smashed and there was cocaine. You're not violent and had never done cocaine. No, it may. It's like
1: it's so crazy.
3: Maybe it was your mom. <laughs> I know,
1: Amsterdam <laughs> <laughs> rules <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. <laughs> she framed I you, so I can't. I can't do. You should,
3: you, you should tell her the story and just be like, "Well, no, you could stay at a hotel. It was just, it was just seemed fun no, no, to no, cook. Know, I'm yeah, There's yeah. small little markets in, in France, so, so like to stay in the Moraine, like grab stuff and cook, and it just seems so fun and like getting away from. That breaks up. Like
1: I loved it on solo the, touring. The, doing Airbnbs is like the best. Oh, but it's I, so I, but, much I, more but fun. I put
3: the whole band in
0: Airbnbs. It Me was too. amazing. We I had it. we we. It was like we were on like camp field trips. There is there is something that's just fundamentally different of going to a house or an apartment or whatever it is, and ideally, you know, there's multiple rooms that are kind of staying in one place, something communal about it, as opposed to checking into, I won't like talk shit about any particular chain, but say a national <laughs> motel chain, sure. um, you sure.
3: know, off the side of the highway. That's not, okay, I was going to say, it's not like. Not on the higher end spectrum. We
0: talking about you're yes talking about on the lower
3: end <laughs> national chain.
0: You know that you're you're kind of you're mm. on you're driving. You just kind of get over. Sure. You say you hotwire, roll the dice, you see what happens. Sure. Uh, you know, like going into your two rooms. There's something that's way, that is way nicer. That yeah, I found too. Of, especially when you could get beds for everyone in like one place. Yeah, yeah. That it, there was something that a different energy when you got up and like the next band oh, day started. I loved it. And
3: then we'd all. I made it a big thing in America. It, and then it became a thing we'd always get whole foods before we started so we'd get breakfast there or get breakfast somewhere else but we'd go to whole foods because my idea was let's just stock up on food because we'll stop to pee and stuff but if we could drive without stopping to eat it's faster and we're not going to find anything good along the way you're just going to eat gas station food you're going to have string cheese and gas (laughs) (laughs) i mean like physical like like gas not like fuel
0: um (laughs) you know what Thank you for clarifying that because I, I, I didn't think of fuel when you said oh, that. Oh, you did. I knew right away. Okay, okay. I was, right. yeah. I was with you. Right. I appreciate yeah. you catching me up.
3: <laughs> you know, there comes a time where you're looking to do, you know, they're trying to find a middle ground of like work, but least amount while making money mm-hmm. from it. Well, I don't know why it's so weird. I want to talk to you guys about it. Why everyone can talk about making money off something except when
0: you play rock music. It's like, excuse me? I mean, that's a great question.
1: I guess there's just something so unsexy about the fact that every musical project is also a business and there is like a business side to it. And I think that maybe some people don't like to think about that part of it. But I don't know. Ever since it's a like, business side to everything, of though, of course, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that because I don't think of
3: anyone the, does, uh, sure, I, I yeah, know. Yeah. I mean, they mean, they're it's so romantic, they want to keep it like in that in that yeah, area exactly. of romance. I know. I know, but it doesn't like. Like, if you were like, oh, Charles Bukowski made money off his book, I wouldn't be like, well, now his books suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. You know what I mean? Right. I wouldn't be like, I'd be like, oh, cool. Well, that's good. He did good stuff and he made money. I mean, I... I if just, anything, I feel, like I feel bad because there's like... I feel bad. I feel like I'm going to rant. I'm just well, like,
0: I, I think maybe this is not quite ticket sales, but I think the idea of getting a sync, which is getting your song in a yeah, sure. TV show movie. I what remember telling me? when we... I'm not. I'm telling. No, I, no, no. no, no. Uh, what a sink is, Albert? It's the, like, no, no, I got it. <laughs> so, sorry, I was definitely not talking.
3: Saying that to you. Um, I'd prefer if you were talking to me. I mean, I good.
0: remember the first time. The first it was like a van ride in our first ever tour. We were in a Honda Odyssey, and correct me if I'm wrong. You remember the stuff better than I do, but it was for Step Brothers, right? It was the f- A Punk Friday
1: Night Lights fifteen hundred dollars, and it was a very big conversation. conversation. Um, if it was well, because okay, it was a much
3: bigger. Now it's like uh no one thinks about it. It's like amazing you you like Absolutely. achieve like a Grammy, but back then it was
0: like it's just selling out the selling out thing, yeah, yeah,
3: no, it's huge. What do you mean we, yeah. and
0: and that's why I feel like the at least the awareness of the business end is slightly is slightly more acceptable yes, that's or palatable. because
3: only because the records don't sell anymore, so it's like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. look
0: there's literally
3: no money for it, so it's just like it's like you have to. Yeah, you have to commercials like could be how someone hears it instead of the radio because the radio won't play you because alternative is now pop. Yeah, yeah, you know,
0: or like it needs to be like a remix or something. I mean, like a remix. I mean, I think we still get (laughs) Vampire Weekend fans straggling in from Step Brothers. Yeah, absolutely. We've got a lot of A Punk Step Brothers heads.
3: I was confused by it because growing up, I always liked seeing a song in a movie or a show. Like it, it was cool. What was that movie? That it was a movie that was kind of. It was like a cheesy comedy that actually had a lot of good songs from the 90s, from like Weezer and Green Day. and
1: Not Empire Records, but that's more like... Maybe Edmund it was... Collins but I'm just saying there was,
3: there was... No, but that was like... Angus? Oh, I remember, I remember Angus', that Angus song soundtrack.
0: That had the...
1: Ash was a song on there. No, didn't
0: that have uh, the Weedest song? Teenage Dirtbag? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember. I just remember that Angus was a an indie soundtrack I don't, I don't remember oh, any I remember
3: taking it. off on Qantas from Australia after Big Day Out in 2003 going to LA and
0: crushing maybe I was going to
3: no 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 and on their the radio that's how long ago it was didn't even have like a phone the radio on the on the plane yeah it was like on channel like 9 like as the plane was taking off it was playing the chorus at Teenage Dirtbag, and I just started I was like crying I was like <laughs> so
0: beautiful <laughs> <laughs> that was coming from your experience of having played Australia. I know. The, the I don't know. Of the tune it was just itself. like
1: I was just amazing. Well,
0: I don't know. I mean? I I feel like we've we've done a lot of the travel stuff. I mean, there's some questions that. Uh, well, I guess I
1: guess okay here. Yeah, when you talk, hear what I'm curious about. When you talk about like Spotify and Francis Trouble and all that stuff, like watching it, and I love that record. I like I like was revisiting it today. I listened to it three times. Yeah, he like, sent like, it in the yeah, car. Yeah, it's awesome. yeah, yeah. Thanks. You texted me while I was listening to it, but like like watching it from like my perspective, it seemed like. A really awesome cycle and i know like how much work goes into like building your own thing when you're sure. in a band and like i guess are you like walking away now because you just i guess played your last show on that record which ct went to a couple of weeks back but like do you are you like psyched on how it went oh, down? yeah that's right yeah, i was there yeah, yeah, yeah. it was great yeah, are you like right. psyched on it like yeah of course i am i mean, I was
3: i was psyched when when it was done it was a the record i wanted to make in the sense of Certain songs were dreams of mine to make. I had certain riffs or certain feels that I was like, oh, "It'd be so cool if I could create something like that." So in that in that sense, for sure. And touring it was amazing. And i I put together two bands because the cycle changed in the middle. That were all great, and they taught me to be better. And the shows were amazing, and they grew, and you know, ended with like. You know, for me that was really Fonda, big yeah. to sell out the Fonda and like it Sick. felt really packed and nice and, and the bed was killer, I got to say. Yeah, yeah, oh well, thanks. The yeah, the the they were So are you? I, I was including no. you in, in that. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's already it already has my it already has my name. I feel like I can <laughs> I can share with with everyone. Um no, it is it is hard and then but then you you it feels successful in one angle and then the new songs I'm writing for possible next one or whatever are just so far, better and more relaxed, and have more depth at an earlier stage, and it's you know wonderful and confusing because you're just you didn't think you'd be able to surpass it. Mm-hmm. I always kind of feel like the then the one I finish is like, and now I'm done. I got to go find real job. <laughs> but then you know you talk to you know you talking to like business managers, the worst to talk to, <laughs> and then you just feel
0: you just About especially the oh my profits God. and losses from oh the, yeah yeah God. especially
3: when you're when you're when you're then you're in a band that, you know, is successful. And so everyone's just kind of like waiting to make money off of that. <laughs> totally. Yeah. It's not, I mean, you know, and then you're kind of just like, yeah, no, I know that makes money. I know. I get it. I get it. And I know you're not saying I'm a loser cause mine loses money. I get it. <laughs> but it, you can't help but slightly feel like mm-hmm. uh, mixing the pleasure of music and Getting better mixed with money and finances is mm. never is never of fun. Course, yeah. It's never that's why my my wife usually looks at it because if I look at it, I just I want to quit.
1: Get too emotional.
3: Well, yeah. no, I'm just like I was seeing
0: the hard, cold, hard numbers which do not necessarily correspond with the emotional experience that you've had with the shows and the making of the album. No, not at yeah. all.
3: No, the opposite. This yeah. one, you know, felt was a huge success in many mm-hmm. yeah. in many elements of like Shows I've played, songs on the radio. I, the first time I ever got a song on the top 40, I think it went alternative radio. Mm-hmm. Not, <laughs> like 22, and I was just like, "Man, this Sick. is amazing. Yeah. I don't understand Spotify, though, how you could get somebody to listen and stream your album and not make anything from it. It confuses me. Because if you sold, let's yeah, say yeah. you stream 19 million streams. Mm-hmm. Let's say 19 equals only 100,000 records you'd still have made more money. Yo, it's so like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. I mean, like we're yeah, talking yeah. significantly. Yeah. One seems like I lost <laughs> 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 and one would have seemed like I made. So it's just, though I, it's so tough to talk about it. Cause yeah, I get yeah. to like live a dream and then I, I don't want people to think there's no way am I complaining or anything mm. like that. I feel like a very lucky person, but it's hard cause people will be like, well, why aren't you touring more? Why don't you do this? And you're like, cause my, <laughs> cause well, no, cause I, I, I'll literally run out. Like my yeah, wife yeah. will ask, well, be, let's get groceries, and I'll be like, "We can't because <laughs> I we just that did tour. an extra American
0: I had to, tour." Yeah, no, it adds a fact. Yeah. it's crazy.
1: Yeah. yeah, how expensive touring? You know what can I mean? Be. Yeah, definitely.
0: Well, I think in a more in a more qualitative sense, I think I can say this, and I I feel like Chris might agree with me, is that as someone in a successful band, but not necessarily wanting that to be the only thing, sure, only, musically or otherwise. That well, you
3: left, maybe I, I think as you get as a successful band, you actually. Get like you need to spread, you know, like you have more stuff that, that then the band will will eat. You know, yeah. and you'll have all mm-hmm. this extra food. Right. and You're
0: like, what am I just gonna throw it all away? Right, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, but I, I I think it's really been cool seeing you with the with the Strokes. You know, the way you guys shot out of a cannon, and like the way I'm sure that that is remains a big part of your life and was sure. such a definitional that the way you have over time and over the records and stuff like really defined yourself and carved out a pretty great career pretty great you know i think you're doing incredibly thank it's, it's you, like thank it's, you. A, it's, it's an inspiration in a, in a lot of ways and i think it's really cool to say
1: yeah it's yeah it's great and i guess next thing i well, want you guys add... maybe feel great i should call you guys. Okay, yeah <laughs> i know Any, oh god anytime you're yeah feeling dude, down we're here for you chris no? and chris and
0: your wife we'll just yeah, yeah. Look, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll look we'll over the business manager report
1: so it's not right that now. bad dude <laughs> yeah. you just you, got, you gotta just you, we'll cut some corners here and there but man I guess so and so right now are you kind of balancing your next record with getting ready to do some dates with the Strokes this summer and stuff like that. Actually, this time around because
0: uh
3: I'm really excited to be doing stuff with the Strokes and like, you know, I've been trying to practice guitar a couple hours every day, which has like left me it's crazy how it's not right yet my arm, but it's like it's helping to play and play to like regain the finesse in this finger. It doesn't have the speed it used to have, but I'm going to release song every couple months like I released before I released yeah, a song yeah. called Fast Times yeah. right before and now May 31st I'm releasing a new song called More to Life this will probably be coming out later in
0: the summer so, so go to if, <laughs> go to your local streaming service oh, right. yes, stream true. it true. 20 yeah. times to uh, live yeah. when
1: you go to sleep <laughs> yeah.
0: they, stopped allowing, they
3: stopped letting you do that oh really I know Damn. I was like that's like your only way of like buying your record though Shit. on the streaming right, right. I was just like come on that's like Beyonce used to go and buy 20 records. I bought a few Vampire Weekend records in my well, no, day. Well, you mean it's yeah. fun. I, I always buy... Anything I do, I'll go out and buy... Um, just to see the process of what other people are going through yeah. themselves. I'll order on the thing just to see what, what comes. Mm-hmm. See, how I, see how I'm see how i treated in the whole cycle so mm-hmm. I can be like, this is crap, guys. <laughs> you, know, yeah.
1: you know? So, Oh, so then... You're gearing up to be playing a lot more guitar than since your surgery. Oh
3: my god. I know it's How slightly. Are you
2: yeah.
3: I mean, yeah, I mean it's nerve-wracking. I'm going to just I'm going to be different. That's all, but I'm okay with that.
2: <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. I'm 39. I have to be a little different. Yeah. Anyways, isn't it weird just having gotten older, but I don't
0: know about you guys, but I don't really feel
3: I don't feel older, older but I'm older.
0: I mean, I'm I'm <laughs> speaking as as we were saying like, you know, we're leaving tomorrow for like this big tour. Particularly as a drummer, I'm like bonkers <laughs> nervous. <laughs> because because oh my God, I know, sorry, you drummers, man, they really. Well, because it's 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 all four limbs. It's and also sure me in particular. Like I, I don't know how Ezra is, but but I
3: feel like does he like a drums? Like if if they're like a little, is he like look back and he's like, hey. I mean I, he's, he's looked back to me from I'm saying the guitar players normally don't they don't really get that. Even if they make you know, a bass mistake. Bass players
1: too, you're covered, but like the the drummer, that's you're the most in a way exposed of anybody yeah, on the You're kinda holding everything that, together. Yeah. I would say yeah. bass
3: second, because a, a bad bass note is harsh. Okay. Yeah. Like
2: yeah.
1: if
3: you're like if you're like even doing roots and you're like half a step off for a second. No, it's just that's like rough. everyone in the crowd is like, "What was that?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess. That's
0: Guitar true. players almost like expected. They're like, "Oh, it's so cool. He's so free." You know what that is? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is kind of fucked up. Actually, now that I'm I don't think about know, it. I know, man. You, you, you guys get rewarded for your for your sort of like slide flubs that if you if you you can pull off with, with gusto. You, as long as you end it yeah, well, everyone's yeah.
3: just like, "Man, that's." Uh, oh, he really felt it. He really felt that, really that, felt that, that yeah, one. Yeah.
0: <laughs> couldn't even see the frets. That's
1: personality right there. <laughs>
0: This is not personality? <laughs> yeah, exa- exactly.
1: Is there a, and you've been like super generous with your time. Is there anything is you're fun. like really looking forward to this summer coming up?
3: Is it wrong to say that I'm actually really looking forward to uh, a private plane ride?
0: <laughs> Are you do you get one? I love it. Yeah, we're nice. getting one, yeah. Just but it's one. not yours. It's it's the band. Okay. It's rented, I'm sure. Right. No, it's it's just it's just
3: just to go to one show. Yeah, it's the only way to to make it. Fun. Someday,
1: someday, Chris. (laughs) I don't know, is there anything else you wanted to ask, Albert, or anything you want to ask us? This has been so fun. Yeah, I mean,
3: I I could just talk. Keep going for what? If you You want to keep going, we can keep going. It's not like, uh, it's almost like you should have like a brunch every two weeks to talk about band stuff because I feel like I never get to. I do have some band friends of mine who all text and be like, is that crazy? Is this too much? Or just like, cause you're always curious how other bands interact, right. you know, like nothing to do with like gossip of knowing other people's stuff, just cause like I'm, I'm in that world. So I'm like, how does everyone interact? Yeah. Do people answer emails or do some people like not answer at all. <laughs> does that, does that leave you confused? <laughs> uh, you know, just like whatever, just like what's like, you know, cause you're together with people for so long you know them for so long and so there's a as a part of you it's nothing more special than that i mean if you imagine getting older and you've spent like 20 or 30 years with people but then you get older and you have your own life and so you it fits in in a different way yeah well you're just you're separated for longer periods so you don't know each other as well you know you almost automatically have to revert a
0: little to so like to a certain to a past yeah.
3: time because you don't really know who everyone is now because it's there's not enough time you know once you, start, you have a wife and wife alone. <laughs> you know, you're like, I'll oh, just stay home. You know, I guess touring touring is the time you get to hang out, right?
1: Absolutely. Are you going to be in LA in October? We're playing Hollywood Bowl. If you want to come yes, by? Yes,
3: I will totally be there. For yeah. sure, I'd love to. Yeah, it'll be fun.
0: Uh, do Dude, you know well, when? We're going to crush here? the opener. We're going to crush the opener fest. I'm
1: moving, I'm moving here.
0: Yeah, yeah. So October 2nd. Oh, yeah, you know that. We just talked about yeah, yeah, yeah. inspection. Can you tell everyone your new home address? <laughs> <Yeah>. uh,
1: <laughs> we'll bleep it out. We swear.
3: <laughs> uh, i actually almost called my... I made an EP on Julian's label cult um, with three songs and it's called the AHJ EP. It's just my initials, but it was going to be called three, five, four broom. Cause that's where I recorded it. And that was my apartment. And I thought uh-huh. it had such a cool ring, just like the three, Beautiful. like three, five,
0: four broom. But then you're going to get people ringing the, yeah, ringing no, the but part of it
1: was just like, uh, ah,
0: sucks. <laughs> though. a good, good name.
1: My, uh, my Greenpoint address was one oh one diamond. Wow. That's a pretty it's good. Amazing. EP. on <laughs> one diamond.
3: You've been out here for a while now, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, we moved here full time in September, but we were yeah, we were in London for five years. We haven't been. Oh, so been you at went from Diamond. London? You went from New London York to, to London in 2013. So we left 101 Diamond in 2013. So what was it like having him in London?
0: You know, actually, in a
1: in a way he that I've great. only realized
0: since he's been here, <laughs> yeah. is it is true? Is that like not that there was animosity between us, but there I didn't know him as well. Like when I would see him when he would come through for a solo show, we'd. Hang out, we'd em- embrace very passionately, but it, but, it, but it wasn't. It's nothing better than a man's uh, embrace like that. Of really, course. like yeah, like when you like oh, when you haven't so seen special. someone who you really care about in a while. Yeah, but but at the same time, I didn't. You know, the day to day stuff. I I feel in the last of the rehearsal and since he's moved here, yeah, it's it's been good to get that more day to day shit, which I do think is not a musical thing, certainly. But no. having having that interpersonal relationship, it's just fun, kind of, and it feeds in more. Like yeah, when you're on stage and you. You're yeah. sharing more. The stage
3: is just two yeah. hours. The, the yeah. Touring is just fucking everything else. Right. Everything and also yeah. sharing the
1: studio, sharing CNC you know Music I mean? Factory. It's like every day. I still, I I still love day. that
0: name so much. But yeah, I mean, ending up out here, and particularly being out here for all these rehearsals, and everyone else in the band uh, is sort of based out here. So I mean, it seems like there is a certain life cycle of a band where the center of gravity, even if it starts in New York, at some point, even if it, even if it goes back, at some point it comes out here comes out to LA that it seems like I feel like I remember being very, having a very specific thought in my head of like thinking about the hip bands I liked and the history when when we became known and started to have like a career oh this feels like a career of like oh man never gonna move to LA man that's that's when shit goes south even the Ramones moved to LA yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yet here
3: I am yeah. with Dude, no regrets thing. Yeah. I spent 18 years in New York just like in the last few upstate and I think once I got house upstate it was uh it opened the door for it because i just started i was like i can't go back to living i just didn't want to go back to living in manhattan right you know it felt so peaceful there and then i came here and i always was staying with my mom not peaceful no offense on but just like (laughs) it's different than being in your own place and then we rented our own place here and it was like certain days with the sun and just like every it was just like oh this is like i'm on vacation but i'm home that's true. <laughs> yeah. That's nice. It's so nice, right? So at least for a few years, you, you could, it could, you know, I grew up here, so it could go south. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's still time for it to go yeah. south. Yeah. It's always time. <laughs> it's always time for it to go away. No, I'm excited. Well, I'm really excited to be, to be here and to like leave from here, like tour from here. We're actually rehearsing here. Great, yeah. So
0: you got the the strokes rehearsing in CNC Music Factory? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They
3: are actually rehearsing here. Um, we're gonna put an amp here. We're gonna isolate everything. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, yeah, exactly. your landlord is gonna is gonna be saying. Be just yeah. Yeah. say we're
1: working with Chris. You don't need to say which Doesn't one. Even know, this whole band <laughs> working with Chris
0: This is just like techs and a tour manager working with. Chris. Ever, just have everyone say that. We're well, yeah, be good. Cool. Chris this has been amazing. Awesome guys. Thank you. No, so, thank so you. Much. It's been so much yeah. fun.
1: Cool. Well, that was our conversation with Mr. Albert Hammond Jr. Anything yes. you want yes, it was. it, it was. <laughs> I see. I I can't wait to listen to this episode when it comes out <laughs> tomorrow. Because I haven't listened to it in a couple months. but Dude, how, that's so
0: meta because people listen to it now. We love whatever discussing day, time. But you're saying it's coming out tomorrow. I know, oh, we man. love
1: discussing time. Um, I also want to give a shout out to the annotated guides that you have been preparing for all these episodes. Um, I saw you working away into the night on the bus last night. And I, I knew, based on your level of concentration, that it was going to be a sick, sick guide to this episode. So check it out on the Ringer website. I have trouble sleeping on Tuesday nights because I know your annotated guys are going to drop on Wednesday, and they are all so good. If you haven't read any of them or, or known about them because we haven't given them a shout-out in a while, please check them out
0: for every episode. You know what? That was actually going to be my plug this week. Oh, was it really? <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so yeah, just check it out. We The annotations, uh, which essentially are a follow-on guide either while you're listening or or afterwards to give a little bit more context of our experience of the talk itself, as well as if any specific show or tour is mentioned Trying to find a video or some evidence of it to illustrate whatever points our, our wonderful guests are making. So, if you've listened to the road taken before, I think you know what time it is. Should we come up with like a stinger
1: for mailbag time? Yeah, yeah, it would be good if there was like a a bass
0: riff or something. All right, why don't you get on that? Because I'm doing the annotations. Ben. I know you, you're you, working this. You, hard. Got to, you gotta get on this. St- you're on stinger duty. If we
1: keep doing this, I'll yeah. I'll definitely okay. make a really good slap bass stinger. Um. What's the email address if you have any questions about anything, including touring
0: for CT and me, CT? Uh I'm pretty sure it's the road taken at the ringer.com.
1: Uh and we're gonna do a little email check. Are you able to access the email? We've been doing this now you know what? for two I didn't months. Try, I didn't even try this week. You didn't even try? <laughs> I didn't even try. <laughs> okay. I, I will say it is you may eventually want to get on it. There was one night this week on tour where like maybe it was like after one of the London shows. Okay. Spend some time with some friends after the show, but then, you know, there's like a little bit of a, you're a little bit down because the time you spent together has passed. Go home, open up my laptop, (laughs) hear a couple pings, and get some lovely questions from people. I felt a little less lonely in that moment. So I will say, thank you for all these questions. They are super great.
0: Again, it's the road taken at the ringer.com. Yeah, let me be clear. My my lack of logging in, as in no noa reflects, a dislike of the people. I, I really appreciate everyone <laughs> writing in. It's just more a technological uh, impediment on my part. So I guess the first question I pulled out two. Oh, okay. You, you love going too. You love doing a little two. Pack. There's just something about it. I don't You're know
1: okay. yin and yang. Well, the first question is from Alex. Hello, Alex. And the subject was question from Alex. Love it. Literal to the point hey guys in one of the first episodes Bayo mentioned that he used to be into pop punk when he was younger vw is one of my favorite bands currently but i was also a pop punk kid what were some of Bayo's favorite bands of that genre was ct into any unexpected genres or artists when he was younger loving the pod alex from guatemala i think it's pretty Uh, cool that we have a listener from guatemala me too i listened to so much pop punk growing up so many different bands uh They're the obvious ones. I mean, I was a big like Alkaline Trio fan. It was actually kind of fun. CT and I went and saw uh, Blink-182 and Lil Wayne play in L.A. over the summer. And uh, Matt Skiba, the singer for Alkaline Trio, was playing the role of Tom DeLonge in that show. And it was fun to see him play live. And actually, I found out later we played in Fort Lauderdale when we played in... um, or no, St. Augustine, rather. When we played mm-hmm. in St. Augustine over the summer, that Dan oh, and- Adriano yeah. of Alkaline Trio was in the audience that night. So as someone who probably saw them play 10 times when I was growing up, that was very, very exciting. I, I enjoy revisiting their music from time to time. Um, also, there's like a band called Homegrown that I loved, a band called like River Phoenix that changed their name to Phoenix TX. And then on the more harder side, I liked like, Thursday and Thrice and things like that. But I went to so many shows. It plays like Wetlands. Oh, Anti-Flag.
0: Uh, I could go on and on. Were you, you were just talking the other day about going to see like an emo show. Was it Thursday at the Wetlands? Like seeing people crying? Yeah, just
1: like like being 16 years old and like seeing Thursday at Wetlands and just seeing like big dude with a beard just jump up on stage and start like crying along with the lyrics. It was definitely, I guess, yeah, because we were talking a bit about Dashboard because we've been mm-hmm. playing in the same cities as him these past few week, uh, few days rather. But yeah, that was definitely a big part of Growing up and and what I listened to and do you feel comfortable sharing
0: your pop punk? Oh, band of course,
1: yeah, th- yeah. We, uh, uh, we were called underrated for most of our time, but we had a bunch of different ones. Uh, maybe the best one in hindsight was Three Guys and a Guy. I feel like you'd appreciate the humor oh, of I that name. That. Okay. I yeah, told you that awesome one, um, but no, I uh, I'm 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 very comfortable at this point. When when Vampire Weekend first started out, I was very very anxious about the names of the bands coming out, especially because we had done. A shitload of recording uh and i was a little bit embarrassed of those recordings by the time that i was you know 22 23 now i'm okay if they leaked or anything like that i would be able to live with myself it was a time and a place uh but what about you ct surprising <laughs> bands surprising <clears throat> genres
0: um well i was i played more guitar when i was a kid growing up so i had a somewhat odd cul-de-sac i had a real southern rock summer we're like ooh! Really, i didn't know that really into like Skinner and <laughs> southern rock summer 38 special marshall tucker band i feel like it might have been inspired as a lot of things were at that point by like a specific issue of guitar world that had like s- six southern rock tunes or something and going down a little hole but i also i mean i i think my experience was more on record than in shows i believe okay yeah. um but i i also was Thoroughly enjoyed third wave. Scott probably a little bit more on the popular side than you. Like I loved real big fish. Oh yeah, I, I love them too. Definitely. Um, and uh, and sort of all that you know mustard plugs, can and pickle all oh, that yeah. stuff. Um, but I, I probably the band that, that feels the most similar that I do revisit and I, I really enjoy it every time I put on is the first um, Suicide Machines album.
1: Yeah, that that album's so incredible. And I, I feel like
0: every time I listen to it, I feel like even though I didn't wasn't playing drums at that point, I do feel like that dude's drumming. Not he can do a lot of things that I, I probably couldn't do, but. I think that's like a really kind of subliminal influence for me.
1: And Full Circle, do you know what band he's played drums in for the last decade plus? Maybe
0: last 18 years? Oh, fuck. I do, but I forget.
1: Alkaline Trio. There, there you the go. That's the third member of Alkaline Trio right there. So shout out to Alkaline Trio. Yeah, great question. Thank Alex you, from Alex from Guatemala. From Guatemala. Really appreciate that. And now, I will say this. The Ringer is a culture and sports website community. So I do. I, I just am kind of realizing this. When we get sports-related questions, I've been tending to go to pick them. There's just something natural okay. when someone asks me a question about sports. Sure. So that's kind of when I analyze my process of picking these questions. That's what, what drew me to this one uh, from a gentleman named Brian. Hi, Brian. Sports questions, parentheses, St. Louis Blues Stanley Cup X Liverpool game. Okay. Guys, really enjoying the podcast. As a fellow sports enthusiast, I have two questions from your recent experiences, being that I'm a massive St. Louis Blues and Liverpool fan. One, what was it like Good playing Year for in this th-
0: guy? Good year for you,
1: Brian. I know. Huge. <laughs> one, what was it like playing in St. Louis the night the Blues won the Stanley Cup? Thanks for playing Gloria. And then two, CT, tell us about the Liverpool Man City game. Was it as crazy in person as it seemed on TV? Thanks, Brian. Um, well, the St.
0: Louis one, you know, I think that we're generally aware of larger world events that we're either coming in contact with or close to yeah. when we're traveling around. Um, but that St. Louis one was interesting because this is sort of a larger story, but uh, that afternoon, Ezra and I got to go meet Fish. Yeah, um, they were in town who too. Were my heroes. They were also playing St. Louis, and we had a short conversation about how if, if the Blues won that evening, were we going to, did you guys learn Gloria? Did you guys learn Gloria? Yeah. And I think they learned it a little bit better than us because we didn't really learn it. But um, the moment I remember, I believe it was during Horchata. Well, so I was very proud of this. We could tell that they were
1: going to win. And I have a little mic that I can speak to other people in. And I said, let's skip the next two songs and play Horchata because that'll be the song we're playing when they win. So we skipped two songs on the set list knowing that Pandemonium was going to occur. So we're ripping into Horchata
0: yeah and and there's sort of like a quieter point i believe that there was like maybe a goal or two scored closer to yeah, exactly. like the end so it, the result wasn't a doubt and yeah there was just this growing clamor of people looking at their phones saw like high fives hugs there's obviously a lot of blues jerseys uh people yeah. wearing tough choice for them i we really appreciate them coming to the show that night and yeah it was it was one of the cooler moments of just the way this Something that had nothing to do with us. A positive feeling that we was completely unearned by us, but we sort of shared in, and Horchata is kind of a, a a bit of a triumphant song anyways. The wave of that emotion as everyone, it hit everyone, and people kind of put their phones down and just was like, we're kind of like, fuck yeah. I remember that being really cool.
1: Yeah, it was like, uh, we were hosts at a really big sports party, which I thought was pretty special. Also, in terms of St. Louis sports, got to give a shout out to my cousin Harrison, who plays center field for the cards. People were very confused because I was wearing a Cards jersey at that show. And people were yelling at me, like, why why aren't you wearing a Blues jersey? But it got explained later. That full solidarity with St. Louis sports. And then Liverpool
0: game. Uh, Yeah, so that was, I guess, over a week ago now? We played Manchester the night before, and I took the train to Liverpool and met my friend who came up from London. And um, the first real soccer, big soccer match I went to was... um, World Cup 94, Italy, Mexico, and D.C. So oh, I feel yeah. like Liverpool-Man City now joins the upper echelon with that World Cup match. I've seen a number of Premier League games. I actually saw, as I think I also mentioned, I saw Burnley-West Ham the day before, which was a very different experience, but still cool in its own way. Uh, the atmosphere in Liverpool was, particularly because the opponent, number one versus number two, it was one of the more intense, the one of the more communal atmospheres I've ever, ever really been a part of. When they sing, put the scars up, sing You'll Never Walk Alone at the start. was incredible, I think, towards the end when they felt confident of victory. And not that I could understand all of the chants, but the chanting towards the away fans and towards the Man City team in particular. Pep going crazy on the sideline. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. Thank you to Ian for hooking up those tickets. Shout out to Ian. I texted with some of my sports-loving friends back home, and that isn't one great thing about touring Europe in the fall is all of the sports on offer. And hopefully we're actually, you know, I'm trying to organize a, a group field trip to see Espanol oh, yeah. play in Barcelona the, this upcoming Sunday.
1: Oh, right. So stay tuned, <laughs> stay Next tuned week's for that episode
0: if you want to know.
1: So um, it's actually, it's been nice being in, in London last week because got to catch up with a lot of friends. Um, people who have been listening to the podcast. a lot of friends, man. But, but people yeah, who have been listening to the podcast... And uh, one person who's been listening to it has been um, my partner in crime and solo touring, Mr. George Hume. And he told me that after listening to four or five in a row, at the end of the episode, he was always wondering something, if something was going to happen. And do you remember what he was wondering, CT?
0: Are they going to plug their socials or not?
1: (laughs) Will they plug their socials? So I'd like to introduce a new segment to The Road Taken called... Will they plug their socials? I'm
0: guessing it's yes because we're doing this whole setup. Or that you don't you- know? CT, okay. Is there anything you want to plug this week? Um, well, I already did my annotations. Hey, here, check me out on Instagram. Oh, yeah, what's your uh, socials? Dance of the West on Instagram and the real CT one on the tweets.
1: Um, as we mentioned last week, uh, put out a new project that CT slapped the tubs in called CYM. Uh, I believe the vinyls will be in stores in Europe if you live in Europe this Friday. I don't know. Uh but see who I Y M. I don't know. Uh just stream that shit for now. Stream that shit for now. The the vinyl is did I tell you about the vinyl? I can't remember if we talked on on like briefly mirrored. sort of metallic. It's mirrored. Mirrored. Well, I haven't seen it yet. I'm gonna get a photo of it tomorrow. Apparently in shops on Friday. I'm um, oh yep, yeah, my name backwards. Yes, I am plugging my socials this week. O I A B. And yeah, I don't know. Who's on the pod next week? Next week's a big episode for you, Playa.
0: For me. I mean they're you know, they're all big, as, all big. as you'd like to point out, but they're all big. I, the previous week we talked to Malcolm Mooney who was kind of your hero, mm-hmm. and uh, next week is mine, and it's Chris Hillman, original member of the Birds, uh, founder and leader of the Flying Burrito Brothers, um, and just a really long, incredible career. Really crazy, crazy to talk to someone about like a Dick Clark tour in '64 or wh- whatever oh, yeah. the year exactly was. So, anyways, next week is Chris Hillman. Uh, you have any questions? Again, send them to the Road at
1: the ringer.com please like and subscribe. And uh, we'd like to leave you with a quote from the great Willie Nelson. I believe that all roads lead to the same place and that is wherever all roads lead to. See you next week.